guys, it is good to be back with you again at New Life. Let me just tell you that right now. Yeah, I feel like I have New Life, right? After getting COVID two weeks ago, I got COVID. One of you guys gave it to me. <clears throat> I don't know who it is, but just step up and admit it, will you, please? Just find me in the lobby, just apologize, it's okay. There's a mandate that Pastor Nate brought last week. I have to forgive you, all right? So just know I already forgive you for that. Uh, no, I got out of uh, quarantine last Wednesday. I was like an animal caged in a house, right, for most of it. Um, and then on Thursday, okay, I get out on Wednesday. On Thursday, the VA Medical Center in Grand Island sends me a text message because that's where I get most of my medical care. They send me a text message. They say, hey, Mr. Baker, just want to let you know, congratulations. Uh, call us because we've got a vaccine ready for you. <clears throat> I haven't called them yet. Because I'm like, you guys are a little too late. A little too late. Yeah. So uh, I'm not contagious, I don't think. <coughs> we, should be, we should be okay, I think. We should be okay. We're at least six feet away. We're all, we're all good. We're all good. Hey, uh, we're in our current teaching series, Mandate, and uh, Pastor Chris and Pastor Nate, these guys brought it the last couple of weeks with the mandate to witness and the mandate to forgive. Today, I get to talk about the mandate of giving thanks. Someone say, give thanks. Amen. Giving thanks. Giving thanks is different than saying thank you, by the way. Just want to make sure we all know that. Because okay, we, we live in a culture that's very polite, and a lot of people th say thank you for all kinds of stuff. You've probably said thank you once or twice even today. When you came in um, and the door was opened for you by someone else, did you say thank you to them? Oh, you missed that. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Well, maybe we're not as polite as I thought we were. Uh, normally, when someone holds the door for you, you say thank you, right? And you come in. Uh, maybe somebody got you a drink, and you say Thank you. Someone does something that is nice to you. You say, you guys need to start practicing saying thank you a little bit more. That's just kind of a feeling I've got going on here. But thank you is way different than giving thanks. Another reason for that is because we say thank you sarcastically sometimes. How many people have ever said thank you sarcastically? Come on, admit it. Come on. We've all done it. You've been driving down the road. Someone came out. They T-boned you. Everybody was okay. All right, everyone's okay. You get out of your car and you look them in the eye and you're like, well, thanks a lot, right? <coughs> Thank you. Yeah. Someone does something for you with the wrong attitude, right? And they just do it with the wrong attitude and you go, well, 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 thank you, right? So sarcastically, we can say thank you. Totally different than giving thanks. And giving thanks comes from this deep, heartfelt gratitude that God is faithful in all circumstances. In fact, the Bible gives us the mandate of giving thanks in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. I want you to read this with me. Please read it with me. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, there's a few movements here. There's a few parts to this, right? First is speaking here to those who belong to Christ Jesus. And he says this, for those who belong to Christ Jesus... God's will is, or God's mandate is, that we would give thanks in all circumstances. Interesting, right? All circumstances. Have you ever lived through 
certain things in your life that brought so much pain that it's not something that you necessarily want to give God thanks for? I think we all have that. We all have them. Probably some of us have a list of them in our lives. But for those who belong to Christ Jesus, it is God's will or it could be equated to God's mandate that we are to be people that learn what it means to give thanks in all circumstances. And that's not easy. It's not easy to give thanks to God when you have COVID. I know that firsthand now. But I laid there in my bed and uh, we have this little uh, thread of communication between all the pastors that tells us kind of the prayer needs that are going on in our congregation. And if you send in a prayer request or we find out about something that's going on in your life, then we send it out to all of our pastors. And I'm laying there in my bed and I'm praying for you as these messages come in. And I know that some in our church, the exact same period of time that I'm going through COVID, we're going through COVID, and they're, they're dealing with symptoms that are much worse than anything I had to deal with. And I laid there in my bed, and as I prayed for them, I gave thanks to God for the small symptoms that I've had to deal with. See what I'm saying? I gave thanks to God while I was laying there in my bed, right? Because I, I'm not a person who likes to stay home. My worst day is the day that you lock me in my house. And then I had 10 of those in a row. So I felt like that caged animal, man, ready to get out. But I had to start giving thanks to God because I recognized, God, you were using this to slow me down and you were trying to get my attention on a few things. So therefore, I can thank him for that. I'm not trying to put myself above you by making those statements. I'm just trying to relate to you that those who belong to Christ Jesus, there is a mandate upon our lives that we learn what it means to give thanks in all circumstances. And that's not easy all the time. I've discovered in you know, the, the time of being a pastor that dealing with people, I've learned things about you and just about humanity. And one of the things I've learned about humanity is that there is a growth process to learning to give thanks in all circumstances. It's one of our core values here at our church, by the way. It fits right into it, that growing people change. Meaning that the longer that you are walking with Christ and living a life, you know, uh, trying to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, the more you should be changing. And part of that change comes and deals with the mandate of giving thanks. So I've learned that there are really four different levels of, of what it looks like to give thanks generically in our life. I haven't read this anywhere. This is just something I've come up with. So take it or leave it. But the first level is an easy one. It's called what I just call the obvious the obvious. The obvious is something that takes place in your life that is completely out of your control, but nevertheless, you recognize that probably God did it. And you don't even have to have belonged to Christ Jesus, meaning have you a relationship with Christ to be a person that recognizes when God supernaturally does something in your life. Such as this. What if you're standing outside, you know, this afternoon and a meteorite or a lightning bolt comes striking down on the ground and it hits 10 feet from you and it does no harm to you? What does the average person do at that very moment? Hopefully, after a few words that they didn't want to say, comes these words. Wow, thank God. Right? Thank God. I can't believe that that just missed me. Or a medical result test that should have gone the opposite, should have been a really bad result, comes back and it's really, really good. Thank God. That's what you hear people say. When people offer up a prayer to God and it's as if God immediately answers it. Wow, thank 
God. But it was something that was out of your control that only God could do, and God worked the miraculous. This is, this is the first level of what it, learned, what it looks like to give thanks in all circumstances, and you don't even have to be a believer in God to be a part of that. So that means all of us in this room right now, we can at least apply our lives to that very first level. But that's not where we should stop. We should, we should progress to the next level, which I just call the blessing. The blessing is when something fantastic or something good happens to you. You get a promotion, right? You, uh, you finally get your college diploma. Come on, somebody, right? You saved a bunch of money on the purchase of a house or on the purchase of a car. Or you've been blessed by having a lifelong friend that is, they've got their worth like gold in your life. They've just stuck with you through thick or thin. Or you've been living your life recently and it's just been a storm-free living Storm-free living, like, man, it's just been amazing, incredible. Like, it's just, like, you can't ask for it to be any better. And when we go through these seasons of the blessing, let me call it that, it's easy for us to forget to give thanks to God and just start, you know, looking at how incredible and how amazing we have been that got ourselves to this particular place. And we overlook what God has done. But in our Christianity and belonging to Christ, this is what happens early on in our journey with Christ. Early on in our journey with Christ, we start to learn that we bless God for every good and perfect thing that happens in our life. And that it's less about what we have done and what we can do, and it's more about who he is in our life. And so early on, this is like early Christianity for us. And if we don't get this, then the rest, of the, the rest of the process just completely collapses and falls on its face. Which unfortunately for people that have called themselves Christ followers, you've been Christ followers for a decade or more, and you still haven't got the understanding of blessing God, thanking God for every good and perfect thing that happens in your life. So then, therefore, when the next, the next level comes, the trial is what I call it, and it's exactly what you think it is, then you collapse. You, you fall apart. Your eyes get all focused on, you know, the financial dry spell you're walking through or the prolonged medical, you know, condition that you're living through or, you know, the difficult college semester that you're in right now or that child that has turned away from God as a young adult and you, you're just disappointed in there. They've turned away and they've just walked the other direction, Right? And when you get in these moments, your eyes get fixated on the trial that you're walking through, and then your faith starts getting corrupted until finally the joy of your faith, you know, just kind of erodes and your heart grows cold and it wants to get distant from God. But God says to us, for those who belong to Christ Jesus, it is his mandate that we would learn to give thanks to God even when we're walking through the trials, so the spiritually developing person, the growing person that is changing, learns to start disciplining the soul so they can start giving thanks to God for his faithfulness even in the midst of a trial. Now that's taking your spiritual, your, your spiritual journey with God and taking it deeper. So let's say that you've learned to give thanks to God even in the midst of trials. Well, that's not the end of the journey in what it looks like to truly give thanks in all circumstances because there is the last and the final phase that I just have referred to as the defeat. Can we give thanks to God even in the defeat? 
The defeat would be something similar to the sudden death of a loved one. Here today, gone tomorrow. The crushing blow of a terminal diagnosis. The pain that comes from discovering that your spouse has been cheating on you. And then in the midst of all of that, if that wasn't bad enough, it seems as if in the midst of all of that, that God is quiet and maybe even disengaged. And now you're standing there for those who belong in Christ Jesus. What does it look like to start giving thanks to God in all circumstances when you're facing the defeat? Because I'm going to tell you right now, it's very tempting for everybody that's listening to my voice to start getting angry at God, blaming God, wanting to turn your back on God out of resentment. And many of us that have walked through defeat have done that very thing. But it's the true test, the true test of our spiritual maturity. Can we give thanks to God that he is still in control even though it feels like the world is crushing down around us? Can we give thanks in all circumstances? For it is the will of God for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Can we just find strength in the simplicity that the world might be crushing down around me, but my strength comes from belonging to Christ? See, our goal Our goal in this journey called Christianity is to rebound from wherever we're at and to quickly start thanking God for no matter what we are walking through. In fact, I would say that our response time to giving God thanks is a true indicator to whether we are obediently surrendered to the will of God, the mandate of God for our life. And for many of us, we've discovered that when we walk through trials and the defeats, That the thinking of God is something that either A, never comes, or B, it takes a long time to get there. And can I just say this to you as a person who's walked through trials and defeats? That there are trials and defeats that will happen in our life that are going to take weeks, months, and years at times for us to truly get to a point where we are authentically able to thank God in all circumstances. And God knows this. So it's not something to beat yourself up with. If you've walked through a trial or defeat or that's where you're at right now and you're going, I just don't know if I have it within me, Jeff, to start thanking God just yet. I know, I get it. Sometimes it takes time. Let me give you an example. I'm 51. When I was 28, I got fired from Wasilla Assembly of God as their youth pastor. Now the bonus for you, long story short, is if I don't get fired from there, I'm not your lead pastor. So take that for whatever you think it's worth. But at 28 years old, we had a youth ministry of 350 students. I mean, people were getting saved. God was healing people. It was miraculous, guys. It was a lot of fun. It was a blast. And I didn't know, I didn't even know this was coming. Like, it just just came out of nowhere. Caught me by total surprise. One Wednesday, I get called in to the senior pastor's office, and he says to me, Jeff, I'm letting you go. This is your last Wednesday. What you preach tonight is it. So, just want to let you know. And I said to him, I'm not preaching. If you're firing me, then you fired me. And now it's your youth ministry. It's your thing to run. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the best attitude, but I am getting fired. Do you understand what I'm saying? And there's a little bit of like fight in me. 
And I went to that service that night, and I sat in the front row while he got up in front, and he explained what was getting ready to happen for his entire youth ministry, which, by the way, it was his youth ministry. He was the senior pastor. And, man, I, I went through a difficult season. My wife and I went through a very hard time because it's like we got solar punched, right? And then we have to start looking for where are we going to go, and somehow, miraculously, God opens up the doors to be here. From Wasilla, Alaska to Kearney, Nebraska. Amazing. Incredible. Like, I, I, I didn't want to come here. <laughs> There's no mountains. There's no bears. You can hunt anything here with like a sling and a rock. <laughs> Nothing's hunting you back here. Where's the fun in that? Right? So... I was like, oh, man, but God was leading. Two weeks after I get fired, the senior pastor steps up onto the, on the platform, looks at the audience, and says, I'm resigning. Well, now I'm thinking to myself, like, why did you have to fire me? If you were going to fire yourself, you don't have to take me down with you. Like, that's not, that's ridiculous. I go through tons of pain. And this church was a loving church. The leadership of this church was an incredible, loving leadership that helped me walk through that pain. It took a year, a full year, before I ever, in this auditorium here at our Kearney campus, knelt down here at the front someplace and started thanking God for what he had walked us through. It took a year. It took 15 years before I ever truly discovered why I had to walk through that pain, or part of the reason why I had to walk through that pain, to be here serving as your lead pastor. Because if I don't walk through that pain, I never come here. I never meet Bob. I never meet this church. I never go through what God wanted to do in my life and develop in my life the way he wanted to. And therefore, I never stand before you and get the humbled opportunity to serve as your lead pastor if I don't walk through that pain. And I'm going to tell you right now, it took that kind of pain to get me out of Alaska. Because if God spoke to me today, Jeff, I want you to move back to Alaska, I'm going. I'm going to go alone because my wife's staying here with the grandkids, but I'm going. There's that kind of love in my heart. But I know that God released me from that. One year after being let go the, the church deacons called me up and said, we want you to come back. We want you to minister a ministry of reconciliation for us. Our church is this, diff, this fragmented, and we need to repent to you in front of the congregation. And they did that. And then they offered me a job to come back. And I, I was able to quickly say no, because I knew what God had opened. Because I had already started giving thanks to God for what he had done. I hesitate at this very moment to say to you that I wonder if I wouldn't be back there if I hadn't at the end of that year already started giving thanks to God for what he had done. Guys, we're going to walk through difficult trials and and defeats in our life. And you're going to walk through them as well. But you can give thanks in all circumstances. And you can do that first and foremost because God is good. I know this firsthand. God is good in all seasons and at all times. It might be hard what you're walking through. It might be a time of these trials and defeats might feel like they're going to overwhelm you. 
But the truth is that God is good. Take a look at what God's word says. It says, praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for he is what? Good. His faithful love endures forever. So to trust that God is good, even though you walk through the trials and defeats so that you can give him thanks at all times, requires you to believe that the motives of God are always good. That the motives of God. That I choose to believe that the motives of God and what I walk through in Wasilla are good. And that everything I walk through is for my good. For those who belong to Christ Jesus, I can give thanks in all things because I believe that God is always working for my good, even when it doesn't feel like it. So you may not be happy about what you're walking through. You may like to snap your fingers and change it, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that God isn't good. And I just want you to be reminded today that God never promised you that you would live a pain-free life as a follower of Jesus Christ. We weren't promised that, but we were promised this, that for the believer, that God would never abandon us, never forget us, and never turn our back on us when we walk through trials and defeats. Therefore, those who belong to Christ Jesus can give him thanks for all things. But you can also give God thanks in all circumstances because of what God has done. Sometimes when we're walking through the trial and defeat, our eyes get fixated on the struggle And we forget about all of the good things God has done. Sometimes you just got to get yourself, you just got to bring yourself back to start giving thanks for things that he has done. And maybe maybe all you can give thanks for is your own life. But if you're breathing, you can give thanks for the fact that you are still on this earth. And that means God still has a purpose and a plan for you. You might be able to give thanks for your family. You might have to think just for a little while until you come up with something that you can say, God out of your incredible love, you have done this in my life, and I choose to give you thanks, even though I'm walking through a very difficult season. First John 4 reminds us that we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. Have you put your trust in his love because he loves you? Look, as a guy who came from Alaska, I know this. God loves you ferociously, like a mother bear loves her cubs, and you don't get between the two of them. Unless you want to become lunch. God loves you with that kind of ferocious love, that kind of protecting love, that kind of love that wraps his arms around you. Even though you've walked through the trials and the, and the, and the defeats, you can still give him praise at all times because the love of God is still protecting you. But God doesn't just love you, God likes you. He likes you. Like a mother who has a newborn baby. She loves the baby, but she also really likes the baby. And you walk in and you see the baby and you're like, oh, that's the ugliest baby I've ever seen. (laughs) But the mom goes, I love this baby and I like this baby. I want you to know today, God doesn't just love you, he likes you. you. You may not even like yourself to the level that God likes you, but God likes you. So you may find it hard to give thanks for what you're walking through right now, but that does not mean that there isn't something to give thanks to God for. He has done something in your life that you can give thanks to him for, even in the circumstances that you might be walking in. Lastly, you can give thanks in all circumstances because of the hope and the future that we have in God. 
for the believer who belongs to God. This world, this life, this moment is not the end all. That we have a hope of a future that is to come, that is greater than what we're walking through. In fact, we're given this hope of a pain-free future that is coming through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Peter really kind of helps us understand this, that we should have hope because we are given a future with God forever. And he says it this way in 1 Peter. Take a look at what he says here. It's a little lengthy, but he goes, look, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That's good news. Now we live with great expectation. And we have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you. Pure and undefiled. Beyond the reach of change and decay. So he says, in light of this. In light of those things. Be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Because we have this hope of Jesus Christ in heaven, where it cannot decay, it cannot change, it can't be taken away from you. He goes, even though you're going to walk through all kinds of trials, right, and you're going to go through all these different things, have a wonderful joy because these trials are just for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. That's true. When you go through these trials, it's showing that your faith is genuine, that your faith is real, that your faith is powerful. And it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. This hope of a future that we have with Christ. So we can give thanks in all circumstances. That's what Peter reminds us here. He goes, look, give thanks in all circumstances. And remain faithful. Remaining faithful is a way that we show to the world that although we go through these horrific moments, and although it may rattle our faith, that we belong to Jesus Christ, and because we belong to him, our hope is in something beyond this world. Therefore, I surrender to the will, the mandate of God, and I choose to start giving thanks to God in all circumstances. I might not be able to give God thanks for what I'm actually standing in right now. It's too painful. But I can give him thanks for who he is. And I can give him thanks that he and he alone purchased the price of my sin and that one day I can stand with him. And I can give him thanks because he's faithful and he will walk with me through my pain until one day, a year later, I look back and I can start giving him thanks. Or 15 years later and I look back and I can start praising him. He will be faithful to walk with you through all of those struggles, through all of those trials. The hope that we have in Christ is greater than the pain that we walk through today. And so as we move into this time of worship, as we move into this time where we're going to stand and we're going to sing, as we go into that time, every single one of you has something to give praise to God for. Every single one of you has something to thank God for. And I want you to be thinking about what can I thank God for right now? In all circumstances, what can I thank God for? And if you don't belong to Jesus Christ, that's where it starts. Surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Belong to Jesus Christ. 
And it's out of that belonging to him that you will start to gain a gratitude and a thankfulness for the faithfulness that he has. That not only can he forgive you of your sins and establish an eternity with him forever, but he can walk with you today. He can teach you his ways. He can lift you up over the top of the trials and the defeats. He can walk with you. He will be faithful to you. So church, we all have something to give thanks to God for. And let's do that right now. Why don't you stand with me and let's pray as we go into this time of worship. Father, there is so much to be thankful for. Yes, we might walk through trials and defeats. But if we're standing here today breathing on this earth, you've given us purpose. And part of that purpose is to thank you for your greatness and for your faithfulness. So Lord, we choose to do that today. There are many obvious things that are all around us that we should all give thanks to you for. There are incredible blessings that we're all living in that we should give thanks to you for. But Lord, there are trials and even some defeats that right now for some of us in this room, we're gonna start for the very first time thanking you, God, that even though we've had to walk through the pain, you're greater than our pain. And you use pain to shape us. And you use the trials to create genuine faith within us. Lord, if it wasn't for the trials and it wasn't for the defeats, where would our faith really be? It would not be genuine. It would not be real. It would be some fake faith, shallow in nature, ready to crumble at any given, any given trial. But Lord, because you've been faithful to walk with us through trials and defeats, our faith has grown strong. And now, Lord, would you teach us to more rapidly and more quickly give thanks to you in all circumstances, for it is your will, it is your mandate for all of those of us who belong to you through Christ Jesus our Lord. And everybody said, amen.